from the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report, presented by NRV Furniture. Remember, nobody beats an NRV Furniture deal. Now, along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer and current ESPN broadcaster Bill Roth, here's Tim Donnelly. Welcome back, everybody. For the first time in the mornings, it's time for the Roth Report. Bill Roth joining us here. Uh, Good morning, Bill. Good morning. It's nice to be with you. What a good morning. Lots to talk about, and it's nice to be uh, on in the morning with you. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I've been enjoying it, and it, it gives us a chance to kind of get the uh, the first word out there on some late night things, like uh, I don't know, a nine o'clock start for the Hokies last night. They get the win against Syracuse, and now it's eight o'clock the next morning. We're talking about it. What were your uh, your reactions to the Hokies getting the win? I thought it was a great second half performance. Mm. Um, you know, I was listening to you talk uh, here in the last 15 minutes before joining you, and what a great win for Mike Young, first of all, <laughs> and for that team. I said this after they beat Clemson. Remember when Mike was hired, Virginia Tech only had four guys on scholarship. And what they have done so far this year is really uh, amazing. Uh, you know, you were talking about ACC Coach of the Year. Uh <laughs> Or, or any awards mm-hmm. right now Mike Young might be the leader in the clubhouse at that right <laughs> we're halfway through the season I, I'm not so sure you know that ACC coach of the year award usually goes to the guy who who wins when no one expects him to mm. you know I mean coach K hasn't won that award in 20 years but Tech's first year in the ACC Tech finished eight and eight and Seth won that <laughs> remember that Seth Seth's won that award more times in the last 20 years than coach K so I, I you know it, it could happen but as for the game last night I thought two things number one we need to remember this about Jalen Cohn Tim remember Jalen Cohn reclassified mm-hmm. he should be a senior in high school it, it makes last night even more impressive when you when you frame it as the fact that you know he should be playing against 14 year olds and instead he's playing against 20 year olds and, yeah, he's supposed to be playing, like, you know, in the gym at West Forsyth High School, <laughs> not at the Carrier Dome. And I thought what he did off the bench in limited minutes was great. But I thought the key to the game, and I'd really love to hear Coach Young talk about it, I thought they were physical on the defensive side. I don't think they let Syracuse run their stuff. You know, they got up into the Syracuse kids. Now, Syracuse got some young players, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think Tech was the stronger team, by not necessarily mentally stronger, maybe that, too, but I mean, like, from a weight room standpoint. And... As I was watching the game, I'm like, you know, Syracuse practices against the zone all the time because that's what mm-hmm. they play. And Tech didn't – they got up in them. They, the, the Syracuse guards could not get by the Tech guards. It, they, couldn't, they couldn't run their stuff. They couldn't make plays. And, and usually at the Carrier Dome, it's the, the visiting team taking these off-balance, goofy, bad shots. In the second <laughs> half, Syracuse couldn't get its shots off. So I'm going to credit – not the, the – Cone and the offense weren't good in the second half. I'm going to credit Virginia Tech's defense for winning that game last night for taking Syracuse out of its stuff. It's interesting that you bring that up because Mike Young, after the game, uh, in the post-game press conference, said, uh, you know, could you tell I had never coached against Coach Beheim before? And, and he cited, you know, 27 first-half points versus 40 second-half points, basically saying, like, it took me a while to figure out what was going on with the 2-3. But but if you look at, uh, if you look at their their uh, the Virginia Tech defense as well. Uh, Syracuse shot fifty two percent in the first half. They shot thirty seven percent in the second half, and, and that's not you know that's not affected by the offense getting used to playing against the Syracuse zone. That's what you're saying, right? They 
they kind of decided they were going to be the more physical team, and in the second half, it proved to be pretty effective. I think that that was the that was why they won the game. It's funny. I watched I watched the UVA BC game, mm-hmm. and, and and that surprised me a little bit. And I think the way the Hokies played pleasantly surprised me a little bit. So I, I you know going into last night's games. I thought it'd be really tough for BC without its point guard. I mean, BC was down like three guys last night, and still beat Virginia. And 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 the Hokies found themselves themselves found themselves down to eleven and still came back to win at the dome. I mean, that's pretty impressive for 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 both BC and Virginia Tech last night. Long season though, and and I think I think. I think there's the blueprint on how to beat Syracuse, and I think that's what Bayheim's going to work on today. They're going to work on being tougher offensively. And, and for the Hokies, I think we'll see more minutes out of Cone. I think you have to at this point. He, he's, he's – I mean, there's a reason we were so excited when he committed, right? He, he's a spark. Uh, you know, I don't know if, if you, you, know, you move him into to a bigger role, but you have to, when he comes off the bench, allow him to be him, which is a pretty dynamic score. Against a passive zone. <laughs> you know, so so understand now that, that there will be teams that are going to get up in Tech's face the way Tech got up in Syracuse's face last night. It, it's, it's, it's one of those deals where they're probably somewhere in between the team we saw uh, – or excuse me, J- Jalen Cohen's probably somewhere in between the player we saw against UVA, which is a tremendous defense, who looked a little scatterbrained, maybe a little overwhelmed, and the guy who against the zone could rise up and shoot from, from everywhere and uh, – was knocking him down, right? His, but his... how about the mentally the mentally tough aspect of that team after what mm-hmm. happened in Charlottesville to go back on the road the next game and play that well after being down eleven? That says something. I mean, there's there's some mental toughness there, obviously as well. I actually said on on the tailgate show, and I had to to own this earlier today. I thought the key for Virginia Tech was getting out to a fast start because against UVA at the first media timeout, zero for three from three, zero for three, or excuse me, three turnovers, and, and it was the ball was already rolling against them. I thought they had to start well against Syracuse, and I guess that kind of shows me, you know, what do I know? Because they did not start well and were yeah, able to turn it around. You know, I mean, a lot of coaches and you know fans, we always look at the team with the ball. We we judge mm-hmm. how a team plays when it has the ball. I think coaches the de- coaches determine how their teams play when the other team has it, mm-hmm. right? That's what they're looking at on tape. How, how did we guard them? How did we take them out of their stuff? How how attentive were our kids in meetings and scouting reports? Did we give up any easy baskets? Mm. No, right? I mean, anytime did Syracuse get an easy layup all night long out of anything? I mean, they made <laughs> some plays in the first half, but I'm talking about like out of a underneath out of bounds or a sideline inbounds. Not once. Yeah, not at all. And 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 Mike Young's good at that. I I, I sometimes. Uh, maybe overvalue in like my coaching evaluation how they uh-huh. do on on baseline inbounds right if if you, if you get an awesome layup on a baseline inbounds play I'm like you're the best coach in the world uh, and if you defend the other team on sideline inbounds plays I'm like all right great job I, I mean that's obviously one part but Mike Young's playing pretty well in and out of timeouts and, and on baseline inbounds and things like that and, and that means his kids are paying attention mm-hmm. because that's all stuff that's done in meeting rooms and, and hotel ballrooms on game day, right? And that means your kids are focused on your PowerPoint or your keynote presentation. They're not on their phones. They're not thinking about their girlfriends, <laughs> right? They're focused on when when a Syracuse player puts a fist in the air on an underneath out of bounds, what's, that, what's happening? Isn't that smart? That's yeah. good, smart basketball. That, that, that's a, a perfect transition to what I want to talk about next, uh, which is, which is uh, Matt Rule to the Panthers. Because in college, you have to worry about some of the stuff you just mentioned, right? They had a big test today. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 their girlfriend is, is texting them late at night or whatever it is. 
And and Matt Rule was dealing with that at Baylor, having success, but he was dealing with 18 to 23-year-olds. And the Panthers just said, uh, the success you had there is going to translate to coaching 30-year-olds with you know, uh, a wife and a couple kids at home and, and much different uh, lifestyles. What do you make of, of Matt Rule and, and the Panthers betting heavily on the success that he had at Baylor translating to the next level up? I am fascinated by this hire. I think it's an intriguing hire. I, 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 I'm not a Panthers fan, mm-hmm. although, you know, we've had a lot of tech guys who have played on that team, mm-hmm. and I guess – Technically, it's the closest NFL team to Blacksburg. <laughs> the hometown you know, team. Of, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of folks in the, in the New River Valley that have season tickets. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go catch an NFL game, you can get down and back quick. Anyway, um, I my biggest question out of Ron Rivera is what are they going to do with Cam? Oh, you mean with Matt Rule? Ron Rivera uh, would be with the Skins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with yeah, Matt with, Rule. What are uh, they going to do with Cam Matt Rule. What are they going to do with Cam? Yeah, yeah, Ron's out. Cam's in. Uh, uh, Matt's in. Yeah, what are they going to do with Cam? And I, I'm – is he the quarterback or not? I I, ass, I assume that was like we we don't know, and it's it's right for us to ask. But I assume when David Tepper was was doing the interview process, the first question in the interview, well, you know, it wasn't uh, tell me about yourself, tell me about the resume. It's what are your plans for the quarterback position, and and you know, are our paths aligning here? Because uh, you know, the quarterback in the NFL is so important that it almost has to be the conversation started. It has to be. It has to be. Now, I think there are a lot of college coaches that would like. Are eyeing the NFL that mm-hmm. hope that hope Matt Rule really succeeds because he just got what sixty or seventy million dollars to coach in the NFL. Seven years, sixty guaranteed potential for seventy with incentives. He built Temple. Uh, mm-hmm. He inherited a mess at Baylor. He turned that around. He's a program builder. He's he he knows how to build a culture, and I guess that's the same, right? His players really respect him. He's a good guy. He's he, he's a, a motivator, and and there's little things like there's a a bridge in Waco, Texas that today is lit up in in Carolina Panthers blue. Like it seems like everywhere he goes, people like him. Um, there's reports that he did the right thing, right, leading up to bowl season when his name was being brought up time and time again. Uh, you know, he had a meeting with the team and said, "Listen, guys, I'm going to listen to offers here. I want to be upfront with you." It seems like he does things kind of the the gentlemanly route. I think it's I think it's a really it's it's a risk. Every hire is a risk, mm-hmm. but I think it's a really I'm fascinated by Matt Rule and but I do think they got to make the quarterback. Do you remember like this is college, but it kind of fits. Mm-hmm. Remember a couple of years ago, so this would have been like in the fall of 2017, right? Okay. You're wondering the fall of 18. I'm sorry, fall of 18, Miami. University. You're wondering who's the quarterback. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Is it- there was Nkosi Perry. There was uh, um, the 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 incumbent um, Rozier. Right. There was there was were a it bunch. Rozier or Rozier. Perry. And then this year it was. Is it Perry? Is it Jaron Williams? Or is it Tate Martell? Right. <laughs> yep. They have they've gone how many games in a row now not knowing who their quarterback <laughs> is. It doesn't work. It's okay to play more than one quarterback. But they've had two different Miami coaches commit to three different quarterbacks as the quarterback <laughs> of the future. You, you got to have a quarterback. It's true, and, and it, I mean that's football, right? I think I, I, football, no position impacts winning or losing more than quarterback. And and the question for for the Panthers is Cam Newton. It's his health. It's it's how much does the the new coach buy into buy him into him? You got to commit. Term. So. Yep. So I did the Liberty Bowl last week, and their quarterback at Kansas State is a kid by the name of Skylar Thompson, really good player. And he had a really bad year in, in 2018, and he almost transferred. And they brought in a new coach uh, from North Dakota State, Coach Kleiman. And the first thing he did said, you are our quarterback. You're not coming mm-hmm. out. 
I don't care if you throw interceptions on three <laughs> possessions in a row. You're my guy. Don't look over your shoulder. Never look at – you're never coming out mm. unless you're hurt. You're our quarterback, <laughs> Skyler. And he said the the year before, in 18, he could never be a leader on the team because he, he was worrying about that. Mm. He was worrying about, well, well if, if I make the wrong read, I'm getting yanked. i got to worry mm. about myself, not about motivating my offensive lineman. And this year, totally different player. And if he'll be back next year. And I think if you, if you look at what that coach did for that quarterback, I think maybe Matt Rule can do it for Cam. But there's some injury situations here, and I think the future of that franchise is clearly on the quarterback. And, and uh, part of the interesting part is, or part of the interesting coaching carousel, is Matt Rule comes into the Panthers because they want to take the next step, right? They want to go from a team. And Ron Rivera goes to the Skins. Exactly. Right? And Ron Rivera is going to the Skins where I think – the next step for them might be the level of success that you know just got Ron Rivera the boot from Carolina. Yeah, but this one makes so much sense, doesn't it? If mm-hmm. you, I mean, with the changes the Redskins made, if you're a Redskins fan, I know we have a lot of you there. Mm-hmm. This this is really good stuff, man. This is a this this is a good coach who, again, a good person. The only re- he he was just there so long. It was just one of those things where I guess they felt like it was just time for change, but nothing against Ron, right? It, it was also David Tepper. You know, just like when a GM comes in and and all of a sudden the draft picks from the previous GM aren't his guy anymore. You know, David Tepper comes in. Ron Rivera wasn't selected by the owner, and and he wanted to get his guy. There were a bunch of things that the relationship might have been getting a little stale just because he had been there so long. I don't think anyone, even in Carolina, has bad thing to say about Ron Rivera. You know, so Ron goes in, the first thing he does is he clears the pool table and the ping pong table out of the Redskins <laughs> locker room, right? There are a lot of cultural things that that he didn't think were, and that's just two simple things. There, there are a lot of cultural things with the Redskins that he's going to change. And clearly the Redskins have been dysfunctional, right, in, mm-hmm. in every aspect of what they do. Yes. In, in their player evaluation, in their draft, in their sports medicine, you know, players don't trust the team doctors. Players hold out because they think – I mean, the, the the PR department, you know, I mean, the ownership – I mean, everything, right? Every, every aspect, the stadium, mm-hmm. you know, they want a new <laughs> stadium and, and they can't get – I mean, everything that they've tried to do is hit a, a speed bump of some sort. Or 12 think, speed bumps. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, I know a lot of people don't like the owner, but and that's, that's true everywhere, right? I mean, mm-hmm. If you don't win, you don't like the owner. But the uh, – the team's got a lot of money, and I think they got a great coach in there now. There you go, and and uh, it's 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 fascinating, and and now there's, uh, you know, you just wait and see, right? You see what the Redskins do, uh, you know, Ron Rivera won three consecutive division championships, uh, in 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 Carolina. If he does that in Washington D.C., you know, they, they might be thinking statues <laughs> if he can well, turn you it know, around so and get funny. there. So funny. So I I've been waiting for like Urban Meyer to land somewhere. Like mm. I I keep driving around and like. You know, you log on to Twitter or pop on the radio, and you're like, the Redskins, the Cowboys. There's no opening where he's not mentioned by someone. Like, would that fit? Like, would, would Urban go there? On right? on every – let's look at the potential candidates list. Urban Meyer is on it. And then, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm curious if, if our guy, uh, Todd Grantham, can get mm-hmm. uh, a job at Mississippi State, which would be great. Uh, Pulaski, ki- Pulaski kid. Mm-hmm. kid. Pulaski native, and uh, I know that he – He's always wanted to be a head coach. Right, and I think he's ready for his shot from he's a, ready from for a resume standpoint. You know, it's a tough division. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, a very tough division, but Mississippi State has SEC money. Uh, he can pay <laughs> as a, you know, he can pay his coordinator seven figures. He can make 
SEC money must be nice. He can make four <laughs> to six million a year coaching them and, and get a, you know, his contract at Florida goes through twenty four. So we've talked about so he's he's in great shape. He's making over a million dollars as the uh, defensive coordinator for the Gators, but I think almost two million. But he has a chance to he'd probably double that at Mississippi mm-hmm. State and be his own guy. And they've they've had some success there, right? And a lot of a it. really tough division, but they've had some success. All right, uh, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, uh, Bill's going to update us on on classes getting back underway here in the next couple of weeks, uh, team of the week, listing of the week, and much, much more. Stick around. The Roth Report continues on WRAD after this. You know, buying or selling a home is one of the biggest decisions you'll make in your life. And when you're ready to move, you need a real estate team with a home field advantage. You need the Louise Baker team with Long & Foster. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda have over 30 years of experience in your hometown. In fact, the Louise Baker team will make sure you get the most out of your property and help you find a new home. They're your one-stop place to buy, finance, and close. Be sure to check them out at nrbhomes.com. The Louise Baker team, giving you the home field advantage. It's all at First and Main. Eat, drink, shop, play at First and Main in Blacksburg. Swing through for your favorite coffee at Starbucks or stay for lunch. Fresh Mediterranean food at Zoe's Kitchen. Delicious Italian at Avellino's. Something hot off the grill at Bowen Bones. Plus much more. Relax and see the latest movies at the only IMAX in the NRV at Frank Theater Cinnabowl and Grill. It's all at First and Main in Blacksburg. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to hear the latest. First and Main. Eat, drink, shop, play. We're here with Randy Kinder from NRV Furniture. Hey, Randy, I'm looking for a new mattress. Can you help me out? Timeless Bedding out of North Carolina. This company has been in business since 1925. So how do I know if the mattress is right for me? Come in, lay on them, test them. Nobody's on commission. Nobody's going to force you to do anything. Yeah, and as you pointed out to me many times, Randy, a great night's sleep makes your day so much more productive. Yes, Bill, and plus, we've got the best warranty in the business. I've got a 25-year, 100 percent non-prorated warranty what is it you always say about nrv furniture randy bill nobody beats an nrv furniture deal i guarantee nobody several months ago i got tired of experiencing back pain and it made me hesitant to even do the simplest things around the house so i went to my doctor but all he could do was suggest i take pain medication after that i knew i needed a second opinion and i visited south main chiropractic clinic in blacksburg The doctors there created a plan tailored for my recovery, and now I'm pain-free. If you're struggling with back issues, I suggest you give South Main Chiropractic Clinic a call today at 552-5202. From the classroom, to the studio, to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech Sports Media and Analytics Program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine. Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. Once again, here is Tim Donnelly. The Roth Report continues here on WRAD. Do want to remind everybody uh, that you can catch the the Roth Report on podcast. If you missed something, you want to hear something twice, maybe uh, you or a friend aren't a morning person and and you, you liked catching it in the afternoon, the podcast will be available just about everywhere podcasts can be found, and that includes Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate it if you uh, rate, review, and subscribe if you do go that Apple Podcast route. Uh, yeah, and, and I want to mention, uh, again, if you're a new newbie listener, well, first of all, good morning. Welcome to, <laughs> nice to have you with us. 
So first in Maine, mm -hmm. sponsors our SMA Update every week, which is my sports media analytics program that we're developing at Tech. So excited. So many great things are happening, what we're doing with our kids. And so every Wednesday, we kind of discuss what's going on in the classroom with mm -hmm. these young men and ladies and what they're doing, what they're learning, and what I'm learning <laughs> <laughs> from, from 18 to 22-year-olds uh, in the classroom all the time. But our classes resume uh, next, or two weeks, two weeks from now, uh, January 22nd. Uh, our intro to sports media class for the spring semester, uh, we have 75 students, uh, so we're sold out again. Mm. Uh, we need to start selling seat licenses for these <laughs> classes. No, no, they're paying plenty of tuition. But the intro to sports media class is kind of, I call it the golden corral of sports media. You get a little bit of everything, a little radio, a little television, a little public relations, a little marketing, all the things that go into sports media because these are kids that are not always uh, communication majors. Mm. These are kids that are in you know, business school or engineering or architecture or whatever, and, they're, and they're, they want to learn a little bit about sports media. And, and so the class is tailored to that kind of wide range. Like, well, how do they build stadiums? How does that work? What, what makes a good stadium? You know, mm. you know, you need a stadium with a roof in Miami. If you're building a stadium for the Tottenham Spurs, you need a big bar. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and how that works, so that kind of thing. Uh, the sports journalism class is, is 30 kids. Again, we have 30 seats. It's all full. Uh, they cover games. They write stories, they do television packages, uh, they do podcasts, uh, there's a social aspect to it, how to, how to live tweet a game. We brought Andy Bitter in, he goes through how he live tweets a game, that type of thing. Uh, and then we have a play-by-play -play class where they'll actually uh, go to Castle Coliseum or English Field. Uh, we've got an amazing digital lab where we can recreate games uh, via computer on a big screen and blast the sound. And so they get to call play-by-play -play of a game Many games, we you know we can't get them into NFL or NBA games or, or, or Premier League soccer or <laughs> other games, but they have a chance to do that. So those are my classes, uh, 75 kids in one, 30 in another, and 20 in the third, and we start on the 22nd. There you go. And, and I know I've told you this before, but uh, I wish I had that kind of program when I was in college because, you know. We will be happy to accept your tuition, and I will <laughs> – I will make sure that we can get you back in. Like uh, like Rodney Dangerfield, back to school, right? <laughs> well, you know, so so now, but in all seriousness, uh, we do in the sports journalism class, they have to host a sports talk show. You've always had classes in the afternoon. Now that you don't have your show in the afternoon, we can get you in there. Absolutely. And, Would love to. We can do it. <laughs> to, 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 yeah, like you said, learn as much as, as anything I could pass along. I'd like to be there. Well, uh, you know what? You know, it's funny. So you know why instructors, professors, teachers, whatever, bring in guest speakers, you get the day off. <laughs> Here's Tim. Take it away. And, there you and go. I'll, I'll sit down. And what's your breakfast drink of choice, like, to get going in the morning? Like, people out there, like, maybe they're popping through Starbucks or, or Daily Bread or Hardee's or whatever in the morning, right? See, well, see you're, you're bringing up a, a hot topic around the, around the studio because I don't like hot drinks, which, which takes away the, uh, the coffee from my repertoire. So, you don't drink hot drinks at all? Yeah, it's it's a quirk. It, it's uh, you you would not be the first to give me a little ridicule for it. But Stop I, the presses. So like not even like hot chocolate. Yeah, I'm not a hot chocolate guy. Not a coffee guy. Not a tea person. Even soups, mm. I'm, I'm I'm sketchy on unless they're really really hearty soups. Um, so so if I need the caffeine, I'm going with like a soda or something. And you like worked that. in upstate New York. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Hot food, I'm all about, but uh, but hot liquids. I'm so, not. so your drink is what? Uh, if if I need the caffeine, some kind of soda. Other than that, I'm going water. It's I'm 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 boring. Wow. I'm uh, yep. Yeah, that's that's a completely appropriate reaction. And 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 
most people in radio tell me, all right, eventually you're going to go the coffee route, and I haven't done it yet. I'm coming up on like seven, eight years in, in the business, so I'm, I'm staying strong. It, it's, it's weird. Uh, we, we can go, let's go ahead and move on before everyone finds out more strange stuff about me. Uh, okay, so let's, let's go to our team of the week. Yeah. yeah, let's go to our team of the week. Now it's time for the Louise Baker team of the week. All right, I want you to listen to this and see if you can come up with it. Right. I want you to see if you can come up with our team of the week. It's an ACC basketball team. Okay. All right, so I got They're one, in the top one 14 10. shot. <laughs> right, right. They're in the top 10. They're 15-2 and two in their last 17 regular season games, ACC games. All right? If you, if you go back uh, counting the ACC mm-hmm. tournament, they're 17-3 and three in their last 20. And in, in, in an ACC game since the beginning of 18, so 18, 19, 20, in ACC games, 42-10, and 10, the best record. They've beaten during that time six teams in the top ten. All right, I'm, I'm thinking. Is that pretty good? It's, I mean, that's it's, amazing. It's, it's incredible. And, and forty-two and ten, six wins over ranked teams. Yeah, Florida um, State Seminoles. All right, listeners, lock in your guesses. Um, <laughs> I just said it. <laughs> there and they beat. They punked Louisville on the road. Florida State is is the ACC basketball team. The, the school is so football centric that. You know, whether it was Jimbo or Taggart or, you know, all the da-da-da-da-da, right, right, you know. They keep winning ACC basketball games and they're, beating top ten teams on the road, and and they're doing it again. Leonard Hamilton might be the most underrated coach in the country. Or I might, that might you might be able to take away the might there. He is the most underrated coach in the country. If he wins one more game, he will tie uh, Lefty Drizelle, which he will. With one more win, he ties Lefty Drizelle for the fifth winningest coach in the history of the ACC. And this year, if they can win, let me look through the math there. If he can win six more games, which they'll win. Yeah, they'll do that. He'll he'll go by Bobby Kremens for fifth. <laughs> so think about that. In the history of the league, right? Dean Smith, Coach K, right, right, right. And Leonard it, Hamilton's going to be fifth in wins, and and it's not like the ACC is is you know, like some uh, new league, right? This is, I mean, being a top five coach in wins in the ACC is tremendously impressive, and doing it at Florida State again, so and doing it while almost no one notices. <laughs> everybody who's coached at Georgia Tech has had the advantage of coaching in a populous state where basketball is huge, particularly that region with the Atlanta AAU program and and all of Georgia, and I, I would I would say that. Leonard Hamilton has recruited Georgia better than anybody that's coached at Georgia Tech in the last 20 years. So they're, they're, you know, yeah, they win, mm-hmm. and he's got an amazing staff that has stayed together. All the things we talk about in football, staff, stability, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Look at the Florida State bench today. The dude's sitting over there, right? Mm-hmm. And then take a shot from like 2008. It's the same, <laughs> same guys. Guy. Yeah. yeah. Same, same, uh, yeah, same guys, same, same staff. Credit to them. Our, our team of the week, presented by the Louise Baker team at Long and Foster, is uh, Florida State basketball. Uh, do we have a listing of the week? We do. It's twenty one forty six Fire Tower Road in Christiansburg. It's a three bedroom, one bath, single family home out there in the rolling hills. Uh, it's a ranch. Uh, they've done a lot of work to the property, new HVAC system put in. They've repainted. They put new pl- uh, plumbing and water heater in in 2015. It's near Radford, Christiansburg. It's in the Auburn School District. Check it out at nrvhomes.com. Our Louise Baker listing team of the week, uh, listing of the week, is at 2146 Fire Tower Road. All right, and it's in Christiansburg. Uh, I kind of live on the border of Blacksburg and Christiansburg. I, I like Seaburg out there. So uh, check it out on nrvhomes.com. 
Com. That's our listing of the week, once again, presented by the Louise Baker team at Long & Foster. Now it's time for our game of the week, this one presented by NRV Furniture. Torn here. I need you to t- break the tie. All right. I, I like being the tiebreaker. I like having the power. Okay, you guys, so this is it. So so if the folks at NRV Furniture don't like it this week, they can throw the darts at the host, <laughs> Tim Donnelly. I, I, have, I have games of the week, and I went back and forth on this because I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching both. Number one is the FCS championship game, James Madison against North Dakota State. And if Jamie wins, I mean, both of these teams have won this game before. They've played each other before. Uh, Jamie's done an amazing job, and a lot of Virginia kids, mm-hmm. uh, they can win a national championship. North Dakota State's had, I think they've won, what, five of the last eight? A, uh, a ton of success. Three straight a couple of years ago. Um, and then game number two is the uh, Seattle Green Bay game on Sunday. Same sport, very different games. <laughs> very- love, I love, <laughs> I love playoff games at Lambeau Field in January. The frozen at night, tundra at night, <laughs> where the where the lights are on and the, the linemen kneel over the ball and there's the. The smoke coming out, right, of the helmet. And we're watching from the comfort of and, our homes. <laughs> and and they put up that graphic of, like, you know, the wind chill is minus six. <laughs> yep. Every, every quarterback, the, the fastest they run all day is, is when they're going off the field to get their jacket on. So what's our game of the week? Uh, I mean, I'm an FCS guy. I, I played at Delaware, so I have to go. Uh, if, if I mean, obviously, uh, you know, if there was a championship on the line, Seattle Green Bay, I'd go there, but there's a championship on the line for JMU North Dakota State. It is a a final, all the marbles. You have to go with JMU North Dakota. Yeah, State. and this is like remember Clemson Alabama played a couple years in mm-hmm. a row. That's what this is. And so, all right, let's go with it. And uh, I guess if if we were, were Virginians, we should pull for the, another national championship for uh, Jeff Bourne is the athletic director up there. Um, Longtime friend, former tech assistant, and and it'll be fun to see if they can bring another championship home to Harrisonburg. As as someone that lives in the state of Virginia, but played against James Madison and and was one of our rivals, you're going with the Bison. I'm I'm yeah. I mean, I, I'm gonna have to go with my allegiances to my alma mater. I think everyone would understand that. Let's go. Let's go, North Dakota State, uh, and the Fighting Bison. Okay. Uh, so uh, that's our game of the week once again, presented by by Randy and and the. The team over at NRV Furniture, happy to have them along. They also present the entire uh, Roth report. Uh, now it's time for our top three. Three, two, one. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's top three. Brought to you by South Main Chiropractic in Blacksburg. What are we counting down, Bill? Well, Tim McGraw is performing at halftime on Monday during the LSU Clemson game, uh, along with Judah and the Lions. So I thought today we'd do our top three Tim McGraw songs. My top three. I, I'm in there. I'm I'm picky when it comes to halftime shows. If you're gonna make me be be at halftime for a half hour or more, you better bring it. So so I'm critical of the halftime shows. I mean, first of all, it's a great choice, right? I mean, LSU, Clemson, Tim McGraw, it kind of fits, yep, right? Absolutely. Like if they would drag, I don't know, Allison Chains out there at halftime, I think it would be like people would be going, "What's happening?" It it, 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 it should have, and and I'm, it probably won't, but it's in New Orleans. It should have some kind of like trumpet element, right? Like trombone or something. Mm, would that fit? I know Jude and the Lion. Aren't they kind of an alt rock band? They're I, they're. I, I don't know Jude and the Lion, but I know Tim McGraw, and I, I don't I don't associate him with like uh, the parade trumpet guy. <laughs> Uh, but Tim McGraw is a good choice, like you said. Clemson, LSU, 
uh, college football, Tim McGraw fits right in. So I, I think it's appropriate that we count down your top three. And our, our producer, Lobro, was tipped off on the song, so uh, so we have them to play as well as you talk about uh, Okay, so, so if you're a Tim McGraw fan or a Faith Hill fan, do not get mad at me if you don't like – because these, these are my <laughs> top three. And, and it is – it is one of those things where everyone's going to be a little different, right? There's, there's, there's nuance here. Right. Okay. So my, my number three, uh, with Faith Hill, his lovely wife, uh, It's Your Love. It's your love. It just does something to me. It sends a shock right Musicians always make it tough on the rest of us, right? The, 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 my wife's always like, you should write me a song when she hears that. It's like, yeah, you know what? My songs don't come out like Tim McGraw's. <laughs> no. Um, number two, which is a great song, um, for any of us who've had uh, loved ones who have uh, battled cancer, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you, uh, you, you get this, and it's a great song, uh, Live Like You Were Dying. Oh. Well, we got the wrong song here. Wrong song. It's a good one, too, but that's, that's not it. No. Miscommunication there between us and, uh, and Lobro. He's now reading the note that I wrote and seeing that it says, live like you were dying. Live like you were dying, right? <laughs> uh, which is the, you know, go eight seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. It's a classic. Right, right, right. Uh, so, so and, and you're right. It is an emotional song. Well, Lobro's you can't, beating you can't himself up that. right now. So these songs, you, have to, you, you, you can't hear uh, that song. I think about going skydiving, the whole thing mm-hmm. about, and, and not sing along and tear up. At least I can't. So, and uh, number but my one, number one song for Tim McGraw, who will be performing at halftime of the Clemson LSU game Monday night. Let's see if we got it. Well, I hope you got it. Said, please, said, thank you. Don't steal, don't cheat, don't lie. I know you got mountains to climb, but always stay humble and kind. Isn't that there beautiful? Yep. It, it's, it's, uh, when that came out, one of my coworkers who I was working with at the time looked at me and said, if you have a daughter, that better be the song you dance with her at your, <laughs> at your wedding for. Like the first time she heard it, I was like, uh, okay, all right. <laughs> I, I you know, there's not a business. There's not a, a teammate that you don't want out. You, you know, being honest, genuine, loyal, humble, and kind works in just about anything you do in life. And so, uh, that, Tim and 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 the his lyricists have been great over the years. So I don't know what they'll do Monday night, right? I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes they do these medleys where they've got a, um, you know, yeah, you, where you, there's you, there's thirty ninety seconds, seconds of and you hear hit, clips yeah. of four <laughs> songs that roll into each other. Um, I just don't want it to be like the Super Bowl. Like we know Jude and the Lion, that band will be on the field too. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I don't want this to be like the Super Bowl where like right in the middle of Tim McGraw, Nelly pops out. <laughs> he uh, he did he does have a song with Nelly. He does, I know, I know, but I, I just, I, I, I want some so, a solid Tim. I, you know, I don't yeah. want Justin Bieber coming out in the middle of, <laughs> you, of you want live a, like you yeah. were dying. And an do acoustic, the cover. A, acoustic guitar and Tim McGraw can can do a lot with 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 a little, if that makes any sense. So, so in the intro to sports media class, one of the things that we look at is, you know, every year, every year, the highest rated part of the Super Bowl is halftime, <laughs> right? So, I, I don't know that that will be the case Monday night. I mean, we'll see how the game goes. True, but. But but on our show, we'll be talking about the game. And also Tim McGraw. <laughs> but the rest of the country, they're not going to be talking about Trevor Lawrence or Joe Burrow. They're going to be talking about Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw debuted his new song Monday night, and 20 million people watched it live. Right? That's, mm-hmm. that's like the Hollywood, the entertainment, the cultural, the, 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 the lifestyle types in, in our country 
because that's a great opportunity, whether it's the college football playoff or the Super Bowl halftime show, uh, to get your music out there and get to people's. I mean, this will be the most watched Tim McGraw show ever, and he's got, I don't know, whatever he's got, 10, 12 minutes to make it happen. And, and we'll, be, uh, we'll be watching. Bill, we appreciate you for joining us, as always, waking up early and joining us in the mornings. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. And welcome to all our new listeners. Mm-hmm. Hope this can be appointment <laughs> listening for you every Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning or Thursday, 6 a.m. as well. We'll, we'll re-air this Encore performance tomorrow morning at 6, so uh, you can check that out as well. Always great to be with you, Tim. All right, we'll talk to you later, Bill. We'll be right back with more of the Tim Donnelly Show right here on WRAD next. We're back with Randy Kinder of NRV Furniture today talking about Bassett Furniture. Hey, Randy, what makes Bassett Furniture so exceptional? Number one in the business, Bill. Solid wood frames, foaming case cushions. You cannot beat this stuff. Hmm, Now you tell me the fabric on these Bassett pieces can even be cleaned with bleach? Yeah, very stain resistant, but if you get a stain on them, you can actually clean them with a bleach solution. It will not fade the fabric. The leather is the best I can get? Genuine Italian leather. Randy, what is it you always say about NRV Furniture? Nobody beats an NRV furniture deal. I guarantee nobody. Nice meadow. Oh, use your imagination. <laughs> this is going to be our house. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here, here's the porch. Right. And here's the living room. Mm-hmm. And over there is the kids' room. Ah. And over here is our room. Ooh. And the master bath. And mm-hmm. here's the kids. Watch out! Ah, what? What? Well, you were about to fall down the basement stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Every home is built from the ground up. Find your ground with Louise Baker team of Long and Foster. They can help you locate the place you'll call home. For more information, go to nrvhomes.com. It's all at First in Maine. Eat, drink, shop, play at First in Maine in Blacksburg. Give your closet a fresh look by shopping at Talbot's, Loft, or Joseph A. Bank. And while you're at it, why not try a new haircut at Sport Clips? First in Maine also has anytime fitness to keep up with your active lifestyle. Don't forget to check out Blacksburg Eye for a new pair of glasses. See the latest movies at the only IMAX in the region at Frank Theater Cinnabowl and Grill. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to hear the latest. First in Maine. Eat, drink, shop, play. We're here with Randy Kinder from NRV Furniture. Randy, you guys have a heck of a lineup this year. Yes, we did very, very well in the draft. Randy, NRV Furniture has been one of the best teams in our region for quite a long time. How do you guys do it? We've got Bassett Furniture out of North Carolina. We've got Corinthian, Timeless Bedding out of North Carolina. It is the top draft choice anywhere, anyplace. And what is it you always say, Randy? Nobody beats an NRV Furniture deal. I guarantee nobody. And now, it's time for the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley. 1017, 1035, and 1460 WRAD. Welcome in, everybody, to the Tim Donnelly Show. Once again, thank you to Bill Roth. That was our conversation from yesterday on the Roth Report. Uh, but but obviously, it all, it all pretty much rings true. Uh, in the future, if you do want to catch the Roth Report live, it is every Wednesday at 8 o'clock right here on the WRAD Radio Network, 8 a.m. Uh, with Bill Roth. And then it does re-air uh, as it just did Thursday at 6 a.m. Um, and, and, and if neither of those times work for you, you're like, oh, man, I'm picking up or I'm dropping off the kids uh, at 8 and I'm asleep at 6, then, uh, <laughs> then you can always catch the podcast. Just search for uh, the Roth Report. Uh, anywhere podcasts can be found. And as always, we would appreciate it if you would rate, review, and subscribe if you go the Apple podcast route. Um, it is Thursday. It's a good day. Friday Eve. 
Let's get ourselves a Lobro half-hearted weather report. Haven't done it in a while in the morning. Lobro, Mr. Wears his jacket inside because he's cold in the studio. What's the weather like outside? It's a little chilly out there, Tim. I'm not going to lie. And uh, it's, it's a little dark, but I, that's not really a weather. That's not weather. Thing. That's called nighttime. <laughs> Rotations, What's earth, morning, suns, there's, there's things. Okay. Regardless. So I almost like slipped when I was getting out of my car because we've got this, uh, the leftover snow and mm-hmm. ice from yesterday. So a uh, couple of patchy little icy areas, maybe depending on where you're at. So uh, be careful when you get out of your car. The weather today, dark. But we anticipate that changing shortly, right? <laughs> yes. And give it about an hour, an hour and a half. It should all be bright. Actually, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. Weather, weathermen and weatherwomen out there, meteorologists, maybe you should add into your weather report the rising and setting of the sun just so there's at least one thing you're right about. Right when you're sitting there going, it's definitely going to rain today. And we're all going, it's not going to rain today. Just throw in at the end and the sun will set. And then we'll be like, all right, you got one. One for two. We like it. Move it along. You always hear it's like weather reporters are like the only people who can be wrong at their job. Day in and day out. And everyone's cool with it. Yeah. And everybody's cool because then they just they'll they'll still tune in the next day. For, For those of you that don't know, I grew up in Hawaii. Do you know who has the best job in the world? Hawaiian weather people. Meaning the the Hawaii like the Hawaii news KHNL weather people because every day it's eighty degrees sunny light showers in the afternoon winds coming off the ocean now back to Jeff and sports every single day <laughs> eighty degrees this uh, today today everybody seventy eight degrees mostly sunny showers in the afternoon wind off the ocean. Yeah, they could uh, they could just record a canned version. So they could just they probably like, do, and they could just you know like, they'd be like, "Here's your weather report. It's sunny, eighty. They degrees. do it like like uh, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune, where you record like ten episodes in one day, and then and then uh, <laughs> they just go out and enjoy and then, the then you have two weather. weeks off, and you do ten episodes in one day, then you have two weeks off. Uh, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about Roy Williams for the top of the hour. Stick around. Join the conversation now on the Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. Hello? Who's there? I'm talking. More of the Tim Donnelly Show next on WRAD. Tim Donnelly Show continuing. Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 1017, 1035, and 1460 AM. The first hour flew by, uh, thanks to the Roth Report uh, here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Um, so, so we're going to actually postpone that Roy Williams conversation because, um, quite honestly, I don't know if I can do it in three minutes. I got some things that I got to say about him. So we'll bring that back in hour number three. So, uh, Roy Williams calling his team, you know, not gifted and, and blaming his players and then losing back-to-back games against Georgia Tech and Pittsburgh. Uh, that's going to be coming up later. So uh, you can catch it on the podcast if you have somewhere to be, uh, or, or you can hang around with us through Hokie Hour, and we'll talk about it uh, popping up around 8 o'clock. In the meantime, let's talk quickly about, uh, about the, the Cowboys situation. They hire Mike McCarthy. Jerry Jones said he heard bells, which he equated to uh, a marriage analogy. Right, he said when you when you're married and you're in love, you, you hear bells. And when he was interviewing Mike McCarthy, he heard bells. Um, but how about this? He's requiring McCarthy to keep four coaches. Now I don't know about you. If you love a coach enough to hire, 
I think you would probably fall in love with his brain more so than just his his ability to call timeouts in game, right? When you fall in love with a coach, you're not falling in love with their physical form. You're not falling in love with the fact that he wears hats on the sideline. You're falling in love with his brain as a coach. And, and how are you going to fall in love with the brain of a coach and then double back immediately and say, but however, I don't trust your brain enough to assemble your staff. You're keeping Kellen Moore. You're keeping John Kitna. You're keeping this guy. You're keeping that guy. I understand part of the reason why the old coach isn't here is because Kellen Moore and John Kitna weren't able to overcome some things with that offense, but we're going to give them another shot right now. And it's going to be on your resume. I mean, I hate to use the Bill Parcells, you know, most, most ultimate cliche. How are you going to expect someone to cook the dinner if you don't let them buy the groceries? But what about this? How are you going to expect Mike, Carthy, Mike McCarthy to run a kitchen as the executive chef if you don't let him hire any of his wait staff, any of his sous chefs, any of his short order chefs? You're not allowing him to hire the people in the kitchen that he wants to make the food, let alone the ingredients. It is a, a terrible Terrible way to run a business, and Jerry Jones is quickly proving to me that the game might have passed him by. The days of hiring Jimmy Johnson, making one great trade, and and winning three Super Bowls are behind us. Let's take a break. When we come back, Bill Tierlink. He's a Hokie now. What does that mean? Stick around. 